They told me I use my mouth good. So I started a podcast. Hello and welcome to Iconosass. I'm your host, MK Lords, and this is the very first episode. It is January 3rd, 2017. What is Iconosass? Iconosass is a podcast that takes a snarky look at news, views, and attitudes. Since it's the first episode, an introduction is in order. So, who am I and what am I doing? I'm just some opinionated person whose opinions seem to be liked by pretty decent people. I have no idea what I'm doing, so just go with it. What is the purpose of this podcast? The short answer is I can't afford therapy anymore. The other short answer is nothing has a purpose. What can I expect from this podcast? You do best not to expect much, so you can be delightfully surprised when I do you a nice feel. Will there be other guests? Of course, no one should have to listen to me that often. There will be a couple regular co-hosts with equal or greater levels of back sass. Now that that's done, on to the first order of business. Happy New Year! 2016 killed all your idols and put a reality TV show star in the White House. I underestimated how soon this would happen by about four years, but now I'm certain it has paved the way for amateur wrestlers and eventually memes to become president. This is a very exciting development. I'm going to start the podcast with some predictions for 2017. Twitter warfare by President Trump will increase by 80%. Twitter will threaten the nuclear option, but probably will be busier banning alt-right basement dwellers than attacking real power. So it goes. The headline, Trump lashes out, will be the most used headline over the next four years. I'm trying to find the silver lining in having a man-child as a president, and all I can come up with is maybe he'll get distracted by an affair instead of nuking New Zealand or some shit. Feminism will finally succeed in destroying the family unit, but you'll have to listen to a lot of bitching from dudes who can't get laid. Stocks will go up, and then back down, and then back up, and then back down again. A major celebrity will die. Here's hoping it's Bill Cosby and not Willie Nelson. Advances in technology will make pussies grab-proof. You'll be able to control this with an app that will sell your information to advertisers of menstrual cups. On a related note, menstrual cups will become weaponized. Have a sassy new year. I know I will. Now, moving on to our second segment, Sassy Buns on This Day in History. A sassy bun also known as a mouthy broad, is a bad bitch that defied the stuffy conventions of her day. Credit goes to the brilliant Dr. Stephanie Murphy for coining the term. Our sassy bun on this day in history is Lucretia Mott. On January 3rd, 1973, Quaker women's rights activist and abolitionist Lucretia Mott was born. Lucretia, whose original name was Coffin, was born in Nantucket, Massachusetts. She was the second child of eight by Anna Folger and Thomas Coffin. Her interest in women's rights began when she discovered that male teachers at the nine partners' school she attended as a child were paid three times as much as the female staff. That's whack. Mott was a Quaker, and Quakers were at the forefront of the slavery abolition movement in the U.S., with her husband's support, she traveled extensively as a minister, and her sermons emphasized the Quaker inward light, or the presence of the divine within every individual. Her sermons also included her free produce, which was produce that was not from slave labor, and anti-slavery sentiments. In 1833, her husband helped found the American Anti-Slavery Society. 
By then, an experienced minister and abolitionist, Lucretia was the only woman to speak at the organizational meeting in Philadelphia. But she caught some shit from other abolitionists because women speaking in public was generally frowned upon by religious leaders who also advocated abolition. She attended all three national anti-slavery conventions of American women in 1837, 1838, and 1839. During the 1838 convention in Philadelphia, a mob destroyed Pennsylvania Hall, a newly opened meeting place built by abolitionists. Mott and the white and black women delegates linked arms to exit the building safely through the crowd. Afterward, the mob attacked her home and black institutions and neighborhoods in Philadelphia. As a friend redirected the mob, Mott waited in her parlor, willing to face her violent opponents. Lucretia Mott was not fucking around. In June of 1840, Mott attended the General Anti-Slavery Convention, better known as the Women's Anti-Slavery Convention, in London, England. Now, in spite of Mott's status as one of the six women delegates, before the conference began, the men voted to exclude the American women from participating, and the female delegates were required to sit in a segregated area. Just another example of men being intimidated by strong, sassy buns who didn't need them anyway. One Irish reporter deemed her the, quote, lioness of the convention. Yes, queen! At the convention, she met Elizabeth Cady Stanton, and they quickly became homegirls. They worked on all kinds of badassery together. At that time, it was very difficult to obtain divorce, and fathers were almost always granted custody of children. Katie Stanton sought to make divorce easier to obtain and to safeguard women's access to and control of their children. But some early feminists disagreed and viewed Katie Stanton's proposal as scandalous. You know, as someone who's gotten a divorce, that shit should be as easy to get as a happy meal. Thank you for your service, ladies. Good on you. Mott is best known for being an advocate of both women's rights and the rights of black men, although the women's rights and abolitionist movements were often at odds, and abolitionists often believed that women's issues should take a back seat. Frederick Douglass was also a notable supporter of both. So there was some crossover. Um, at the time, it was kind of seen as you kind of pick one or the other, but Lucretia Mott, Frederick Douglass, and several other people were very active in combining both efforts. Mott was a pacifist, and in the 1830s, she attended meetings of the New England Non-Resistance Society. After the Civil War, Mott increased her efforts to end war and violence, and she was a leading voice in the Universal Peace Union, founded in 1866. Mott was a founder and president of the Northern Association for the Relief and Employment of Poor Women in Philadelphia as well. She died on November 11, 1880, of pneumonia at her home in Roadside, Pennsylvania. So, cheers to you, Lucretia Mott. You rock, and you are our famous sassy bun on this day in history. Moving on. Our next segment is called Adventures with Florida Woman, or sometimes Florida Man. So, I'm a Florida native, and everything you hear about the state is true. This segment will highlight Florida people doing Florida things. This story is about how a fellow Florida woman stole my idea for New Year's. You can see this article on fox4now.com, and this is the headline. Woman on meth, ate sushi, sweets, while riding Walmart cart. Meth is a bit of an issue down here. 
you kind of see that trope and it's kind of totally true. So this was in Lakanto, Florida. A Florida woman has been accused of taking methamphetamine and driving a motorized shopping cart through a Walmart while drinking wine and eating sushi and cinnamon rolls. According to a Citrus County Sheriff's Office arrest report, security officer Robert Gross observed Jocelyn E. Lopez, 25, consume $32.36 worth of food and wine inside the Lakanto store. Gross said he watched Lopez open some sushi, eat a piece, and then put it back on the shelf. Hey, you know, sometimes you gotta sample things. He says Lopez did the same thing with a package of mini muffins and cinnamon rolls. He says Lopez also ate most of a rotisserie chicken, which by the way, those things are delicious. Lopez told authorities that she was homeless and hungry and had just injected herself with methamphetamine. Obviously, the methamphetamine hadn't been kicked in yet because I've never met a meth head who was that hungry. She was arrested on charges of retail petty theft and possession of drug paraphernalia. So, sorry, Jocelyn Lopez, about getting arrested. That sucks. But you are a brave Florida woman. Moving on again. I'm going to keep this first podcast kind of short and sweet. I just wanted to give you a little bit of a taste of what you can expect from Iconosass moving forward. We'll be having more segments, and sometimes we'll be doing deep dives into articles that I find amusing, and we'll have more special guests too, so you're just not listening to me rambling crazily into a microphone. So stay tuned for the next episode of Iconosass. Subscribe to it on SoundCloud and send any hate mail to iconosass at gmail.com. I'm your host, MK Lords, and have a sassy new year. <laughs>